Welcome to That Tattoo Show, hosted by me, Paul Talbot and Chris Harrison. Each month we sit down and discuss current tattoo topics, including how the internet, social media and technology in general have changed the challenges facing the modern day tattooists in an informal, down-to-earth way that's aimed at artists of all levels and abilities. That Tattoo Show is made possible with the support of Electrum Supply. Head over to www.electrumsupply.com and pick up some industry-leading tattoo products for your next tattoo. Welcome back to your weekly Sunday tattoo chat. Every week. That tattoo show. All right? Every Sunday. How you doing? I'm Paul, he's I'm Chris. Chris. You know, we can't stop doing that, can we? We keep yeah, we doing can't. it now. I'm Chris, he's Paul. <laughs> we're here every week. Yeah, we're here every single week. So in, on a Sunday, this is the most unappreciated podcast on the, uh, <laughs> on the interwebs, That Tattoo Show. And this week, because, you know, we haven't got the preamble anymore, we've got rid of that, I'm explaining... Uh, something that from, that's from my column in Total Tattoo magazine. I, in case you don't know, I write a monthly column in one of the UK's tattoo mags. I think it's the UK's biggest tattoo mag. It's called Total Tattoo. I've got a column in it. And every month I write about a tattooing topic. And this month I've been writing about a situation that, got, that I got into that involved me having to remember something that the man who invented the hobnob told me. True story. And that is the main thing... It never double dip. Never double dip, yeah. You can with a hobnob, man. It's the marine of biscuits. The marine. You see, that's a different class of biscuit and hobnob. (laughs) Hobnobs are like marines, hobnobs. They're like SES. They're like Steven Seagal at Biscuit World and hobnob. You dip an hobnob, it's like, again! Again, dip me, again! I'm going nowhere, me son, dip it! Just in case you don't know for context... Uh, Why are you going to explain what a fucking hobnob is, then? I am. I'm going to have to. For our American friends, isn't it? You know what I mean? If you're not from... If you're not from a country... If you're not from the UK... What is this hobnob? You might not know what a hobnob is. So a hobnob is... Um, it's a cookie. We call them biscuits. You might call them cookies. And uh, it's kind of like an oat cookie. It's an absolute genius biscuit... Now, you, I don't know if they do this in, in America either, but in England we have a habit of taking a hot cup of tea or a hot cup of coffee and doing what we call dunking the biscuit in the tea or the coffee and then eating it like that. Because it's fucking delicious. You always leave loads of shit at the bottom of your cup. Oh, yes, about. Yeah, well, I'd imagine most Americans are probably cringing at that idea at the moment. I do know that... Our Australian viewers do do it. They've got things called Tim Tams that are a bit like penguin biscuits and they, they actually drink the tea through it like a straw. It's pretty cool. Oh, I've, I've had, yeah, mate. Fuck. Tim Tams are good, mate. So anyway, we got... You could do that with penguins. Yeah, you can, yeah. Fuck what you say. We gonna, this today's podcast... It's about biscuits. <laughs> I'm going to go to the shop. I'm going to go buy some biscuits now. I've got a business studies course... Now I don't want to make it sound I don't want to make it sound too fancy, right? It was like a three day thing, and if you managed to complete it, they gave you five hundred quid, and that's the only reason I was there, right? <laughs> for the money. Basically, I was only there for the money. But the guy that was running the course happened to drop into conversation that he was part of the team at McVitie's that invented the hobnob. Now I'm a massive biscuit fan, and the moment he said that, I was like. 
Right, okay, you got my fucking, you got my attention, right? I was telling him about what I was doing as a tattooist and what I was setting up and the shop that I was going to open and all that sort of stuff. And we had a number of conversations about that. And one of the things that he said to me, as I was telling him about how I was going to have a merch line and I was, you know, I was going to have a YouTube channel and I was going to do this and I was going to sell paintings and, you know, graphic design and all that. He turned around to me and he said, Paul, that's all very good. But I would suggest that you remember this. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And it's always stayed with me because I thought it was a great piece of advice, right? And I was reminded of it recently when we came out of lockdown. Now, I I don't want to be crowing about it because I know a lot of you guys out there had absolutely horrible times in lockdown. So I'm not going to make a big deal of it, but I didn't. I had the fucking time of my life, right? I I hadn't had any time off properly since I was about 19. Uh. And so I got shit-faced drunk for about three weeks. And during that time, I started painting all these canvases that had got around the house and selling them. Yeah. And this became like a little business that I could do in lockdown. And then because we'd moved my office to the house... I'd got a fucking recording studio in my house, right? So I started, I went, well, while the paint's drying, I'll write, record and mix an album. <laughs> so I, And then we started a YouTube channel. And we started a YouTube channel as well. And I was like, that's no problem. I've got plenty of time to edit all of this. And everything was going fine. I was a retired painter, musician, uh, YouTuber. <laughs> and... And then, oh, yeah, I know. I knew he was going to pull me up about that one. More on that another time. But it, And then it, we went back to work, didn't we? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I've, I have got no fucking time. Like, I can't keep up with anything. I've got, like, a couple of painting commissions. I've got a couple of singles to mix. You know, I've got YouTube stuff to do because yeah. the channel's taking off. And I was, man, I was just absolutely overwhelmed I just couldn't keep up and I kind of got myself to breaking point if I'm honest you know it got it it didn't get really dark it just got a little bit stressful and I just had that thing when I went do you know what fuck it I'm going to stop anything that is like a passion hobby thing and so I deleted I've deleted all my music off of Spotify and all that sort of stuff I'll explain why I did that in a minute uh, because I didn't need to do that but I I did I've stopped doing that I I stopped painting I took all the paintings down off the website took all references to the music side of things off of everything that we do if you look in the descriptions of all the old videos that we talk about the music you won't see it because there is no link because there's no music there anymore Um, and that was because I really needed to have a definite full stop done yeah that's it it's over And what I, you know, the main thing is the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing, right? And and so to me, my main thing is I'm a tattoo artist, right? And that is my main thing. And I need to focus on my designs instead of like, does the bass sound right in this track? It's 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 just that shouldn't be in my head when I'm tattooing, right? So I want to focus on tattooing 
and the YouTube show that I'd started is part is a direct part of the main thing. We talk about tattooing and we use our experience as tattooists to teach other tattooists, right? Or tattooists. Tattooists, yes. Watch Tattoo- last week's video if you want to know why that cracks me up. It's weird though, isn't it? Yeah, I had to do this quite extreme thing of like, that's it. No more paintings, no more music, that's it, done. Yeah. I'm a tattooist, I make a tattoo YouTube channel and I make graphic designs, that's all I fucking do, right? That's what I do. And since I've done that, my head is a million times clearer. I can actually get shit done, yeah. and I'm all right now. It's not nearly as bad. I feel like I, I feel like you're gonna fucking you're gonna be like you could get to a point and be like, do you know what? I think I'm gonna fucking write another album because <laughs> you'll just forget the stress that is put you under. You'll just be like, yeah, everything's okay. I'm Quite fucking. Honestly, mate, time. I don't think I will forget the stress. It was it was pretty bad. Mm. You know what I mean? And. You know, thankfully, I've got a good team of people around me. I've got a good circle of friends that kind of stand back and kind of give me the room because they know I'll figure it out eventually and they'll they'll kind of yeah. drop subtle hints over a beer of like, you know, you know, music thing seems to be taking up a lot of your time, man. You seem pretty focused. And it's just my friends very gently saying... You're not actually a musician anymore, Paul. That's not what you do for a living. As, yeah. as, and, as, and as horrible as it is to have to admit to myself, I'm not a professional musician. I was, not anymore. but I'm not anymore. I'm a professional tattooist. Anybody out there that plays music, you'll understand that, that is, that's kind of like, it, that hurts to say that kind of thing, you know. But you do have to be realistic. So the advice that I was going to give to you as you know, uh, new tattooists, young tattooists, people that are getting into it is, as you're learning, don't get encumbered with all of these other things, you know, like I'll take this on, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do that. You know, keep yourself focused on the thing that you're doing. Because I'm going to presume that as well as teaching yourself to tattoo, you're probably holding down a full-time job. Probably a shit full-time job because that's why you want to become a tattooist. I doubt if you're a CEO of a multinational corporation, you've got any dreams of being a tattooist. You know, you've got to focus on the on the job at hand and don't get distracted by a load of other stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, and keep, really, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. What that's really saying is keep your eye on the ball. What is the thing that, you, that you're supposed to be doing, right? So if... Learning to tattoo is the thing, then there's no need for you to also learn how to paint in oils and paint in acrylics yeah. and do Prismacolor pencils. and You don't need any of that, right? Just keep your drawing skills tidy enough that you, you can still draw. Focus on your tattooing and just get on with it and make that the focus of your life. If you're going to be a tattooist and also launch your music career and be with your band travelling up and down the country in a van trying to do late Wednesday night or gigs... with European your, tours. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> you know, playing in your thrash metal band, you know, then maybe what you need to do at this point is you need to make a decision about whether you want to be a professional musician or a professional tattooist because... You've got to do one or the other, no? Yeah, exactly. If you're currently neither one of them, then you need tattooing... Just like music, will it demands all of your attention. There's very... Yeah. Even if you just tattoo, there's very little time left in your life for even things like a home life, right? So, you know, focus and decide that's it. You can't serve more than one master when you're doing this. You can't be in a thrash metal band, tour in the country, and also be learning to tattoo and all that sort of stuff. You're just not going to have the time to do it. Decide which one's more important and go for that, you know? 
keep your eye on the ball, right? This is one of those things, like, focus and don't get... Be a fucking obnob. Don't be a digest... Don't be a chocolate digest digestive. I'd argue... No, I'd, I'd, being a chocolate digestive is okay. Don't be a rich tea biscuit because they crumble under pressure. Rich tea are the worst ones. They should be called one dips, rich tea. That's all you get, one dip. You feel like lightning. No backbone, I'm willing to have a bit of backbone. Like, come on, oh, God, it's too hot, it's too hot. It's too hot. You're a biscuit, it's your job. They just crumble under the heat. You put a rich tea yeah. in there and but it's... But a, a man, chocolate digestive is like, basically a rich tea biscuit, isn't it, with chocolate on it? No, it's a digestive. A rich tea is a different biscuit. A chocolate digestive is a digestive biscuit. They are fucking nice, though. Although, they are. right... Dark chocolate ones are better though. Jaffa cakes. Yeah. Now, weirdly, a Jaffa cake is not a, a biscuit. No, a Jaffa cake is a cake, but it is in the biscuit aisle. Yes. You know they. Do you, you know they went to court and proved that they were a cake. Yeah, they did. They went to court and they baked. They baked a, a, a twelve-inch wide Jaffa uh, cake to prove that it was a cake. Yeah. You don't need to do that though, because the simplest proof is that when it's about when things go stale. Yeah. What happens to a biscuit when it goes stale? It goes soggy. Right. What happens to a cake when it goes stale? Goes crumbly. Goes fucking up. If you leave a Jaffa cake out, it'll go crumbly like a cake because it's a cake. The reason they had to prove it was a cake is that cakes in England, as part of an old English law a cake isn't subject to a tax because it is um, it's seen as a yeah. a required food you've got to have cake you know let them eat cake <laughs> no it's true it's an old English law a ca cakes aren't I subject to cake. a certain tax or something so the people who make Jaffa cakes had to prove that it was actually a cake because when you go into an English supermarket they're actually in the biscuit aisle in the because we eat aisle. them like biscuits because they the they're cake little out. tiny cakes this literally is a podcast about <laughs> fucking biscuits. Fucking biscuits. And you know, maybe we'll start a new section called A Nice Cup of Tea and a Biscuit and we'll do some biscuit recommendations for you. Comment down below if you think that that's of any value There's whatsoever. <laughs> what is your favourite biscuit? Yeah, what's your favourite biscuit for Dunkin'? You know, <laughs> you know we, we'd have to score them on dunkability, Strength and rigidity. Oh, no, you know. no, let's let's stop now, right? Because we're gonna go down a fucking rabbit hole, beer. Yeah, like, it is a rabbit a hole. Bis a biscuit rabbit. It'll be done. This is one of those. Um, in case you missed the last one of these, we try and do one of these each month. They kind of line up with the column that I write in in Total Tattoo Magazine. So if you wanna read because we this is not a script I'm not reading a script this is me and Chris having a conversation and it's to try and give you rather than just practical advice sometimes I want to give you some more motivational advice and I tried it on my vlog and it doesn't really work it works much better when Chris is around to kind of interject and ask questions so this episode lines up with what I wrote in Total Tattoo magazine so if you pick up Total Tattoo this month you'll find the column and that's just what I had to say about it without Chrissy's comments. If you can't for any reason get Total Tattoo magazine, then you, a, a little while after it's been out, I'll publish it on thattattooshow.co.uk forward slash vlog, yeah. um, which will be down there. Um, and we publish all of these on the vlog, usually a few weeks after, after they've been published in Total Tattoo magazine. Uh, and that's about it, you know, and... As a complete side note, because now technically Perry at Total is my editor, and so therefore a little bit like my boss, 
Um, and they've, you know, Total have been really good to me and they've supported me and my career throughout my career. Um, if you've never read Total, the next time you're in the supermarket or WH Smith's or news agent somewhere, pick it up. It's a really, really good magazine. It's a small format magazine. It's a really good read and it's written and made by people that really do care about the industry that they're in. They've been in it for a long time and um, they run conventions up and down the country as well. They're part of our industry and they deserve our support. So consider subscribing to them. Talking of subscribing, consider subscribing to us and liking and commenting. We haven't got any merch to sell yet because I still haven't done the design. So think of the like, like uh, buying a T-shirt off us only, it's free, you know. Yes. And with that, this has been That Tattoo Show. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday and we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. Wah, wah. <laughs>